It's the Mix It Up podcast with Shamika and Irv. We have our relationship expert, Shamika, right Hello. here. And I'm right here by her side. Today on the Mix It Up podcast, we have a special gentleman as our guest, Mr. Jamari James, a.k.a. Mr. Sue That Ass. Um, he has over 98K followers on his social media platform, and we're just excited to have him on the show. So without further ado, please, Mr. James, introduce yourself to the Mix It Up podcast. Yes. What up, what up, what up? Y'all, Shamari James, a.k.a. Miss Thomas. Who that is? Coming to you live today from Atlanta, Georgia. Just here to drop some gems, drop some games, and have some, you know, authentic, organic conversations. Absolutely glad to have you. I, I want to say this, though. Irv is super excited <laughs> to have you on the pod. He has some questions, so I'm going to let him roll with it. Oh, no, sure, man. Sure. When I first heard your name, Mr. Sue That Ass, I was intrigued. So that's a good one there, man. What made you come up with that one? Uh, try to do something different, Irv. Um, to be honest, you know, everybody, you know, like I was telling, like I always tell people most of the time on social media, everybody's just regurgitating information or, you know, copying what they see somebody else do rather than, you know, blazing their own trail. So um, when I first got into this, having conversations with debt collectors and their attorneys, and they always, you know, they try to, press you as a consumer, you know what I'm saying, to pay these debts. And, you know, they'll be, or they'll be like, oh, we're going to take you to court. We're going to see you. And I was like, dang, what could I do to, you know, start flipping the script? So uh, it basically just came about one day I was sitting in the office uh, and was like, man, I, you know what? They be trying to sue people, so I'm going to start trying to sue them. Right. And really just understanding how that process worked. And that's that's kind of how it led. And I, you know, started to get some, some W's under my belt. And it just started to roll from there, to be honest. Now, can you give us a little background about yourself? Like, what yeah, got you to the point to you to where you are today? Yeah, so I um, graduated uh, college in 2015 with my undergrad in accounting, um, and I got a master's, uh, just a regular business uh, MBA, um, and uh, have been in the accounting world for a while. Um, dealt with a lot of politics, if y'all catch my drift, um, and it just kind of catapulted me to start wanting to do my own thing. And I've always been a a uh, connoisseur of helping helping people, especially minorities, um, because we are uh, we are a group per se that's you know doesn't always have a voice or doesn't always know what to do or where to go when it comes to finances, when it comes to credit, when it comes to dealing with debt collectors and things like that. So um, that's what made me want to take this route. Um, my LLC is called Solution to Poverty because I believe that we all have the solution to poverty in our mind. Right, we, God gives makes every one of us unique. We all have the solution to uh, poverty within us. It's just up to us to be able to uh, manifest it and bring it out. So that's kind of how I got into this lane. I started with credit two two years ago now, uh, and uh, no, I started a lot three years ago. My grandpa passed September 18, twenty twenty. Um, and something he used to always tell me was, uh, sometimes it got to be in you, not on you. And I never really understood what he meant until. Um, towards the end of his uh, life when I was going through corporate and I started to realize like, this is not for me. Like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and it took for me to take that leap of faith um, to start my own business um, and to really, you know, dive into different mentorships and understand not just credit, but understand finances outside of the accounting piece. Right. And having that background has, you know, helped me be super successful because knowing what to request when it comes to, dealing with debt collectors, knowing what to request when it comes to repossessions, knowing what to request when it comes to charge-offs, things like that, uh, have helped me take my business to levels that I never 
would have imagined from a from a business, uh, not me personally. Uh, I, the money I make now and being able to the impact I've made, I thought that was gonna come from like sports or something when I played football in college and things like that. But uh, you know, like I said, God just put it on my heart to um, to start helping people um, in this lane, and that's kind of how we got to where we are today. Now I have a question, Jamari. You went to college, and um, kudos with your masters and all of that great stuff, all those accomplishments. You actually went into your career field that you went to school for? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so with that being said, like, what made you just say, like, I don't want to do this? Like, what was the aha Uh, moment for you? Just being real with you, politics, uh, dealing with uh, different situations where uh, I'm going to just leave it at politics. We don't want to get too much. It was a lot of politicking going on at different jobs uh, that I had, um, even jobs that I were good that I was good at. Um, and it just got to a point where I was like, all right, if I don't bet on myself now, it's never gonna happen. Right? Okay. And that kind of just like I said, led me to one day, you know, walk away. I didn't just walk away like blindly, you know, I I, I kinda prepared for it. Saved up, you know, five, six years, not I mean, a good amount to where if I did walk away from a job I had a pretty good cushion. So, you know, just in case my business didn't plan out the uh pan out the way I wanted to, but uh, something that I was always taught was if plan A don't work, uh, there is no plan B. You make plan A work. So um, I didn't go into it with like, oh, dang, I might have to go back to work or anything like that. I went into it like, no, nah, I'm going to be successful with this. I'm going to grind it out. I'll build, you know, build my brand and my business the way I want to, not trying to copy anybody else, not trying to be anybody who has mentored me, uh, but be authentically myself. And, you know, that's, that's kind of how we got to where we are today. With that being said, has it, has it been anyone that uh, you march to the beat of your own drum, of course, but has it been anyone that was like influential on this path oh, for yeah, you? Sure. For sure. Uh, I got many mentors. Uh, shout out to Vance Dotson. He's, uh, he sues debt collectors. He was one of the first people I got into with this. Um, I have other colleagues that, um, that I bounce ideas off of. Shout out to Jen Sanford. Um, got a mentor, a credit mentor. Shout out to Bobby Richardson. Uh, the first, you know, person that I saw doing, um, teaching what we're teaching, shout out to, you know, um, Marcus Barney. Uh, those are some of the people that have helped been influential up to this point for me to get here, uh, from a business standpoint. Now, regularly, oh, shout out to God, shout out to my grandma, my grandpa, because they were the first people that believed in me when I told them, you know, that I was going to quit my job and start my own business. They was like, all right, go for it. Do it. You know, um, shout out to my mom. She's always been supportive, Sharon Perry. Um, and that's really it. Like, you know, those, you know, them, them five, six, seven right there probably been most influential uh, past three years. So, okay, that's what's up. So, man, you got your expertise in trading, and that's you know that's come to the forefront a lot the last few years. Um, uh-huh. If you wanted to get started with trading, what's the right. skill set do you think that you, that takes? Uh, honestly, the biggest skill set is discipline. Uh, you don't have to be smart. Uh, I know people who are college, who are high school dropouts who make millions of dollars. It's really just discipline. Can you discipline yourself enough to um, follow a plan and stick to that plan? We all know when money gets involved, people, people's uh, morals, ethics, and integrity kind of go out the window. Uh, and it's the same thing with trading. That greed factor will take over. So I would say the biggest thing would, ha- would definitely be discipline 100%. Gotcha. Excellent. Um, another question that I have, um, once your credit is, is good to go, what do you, okay. What do you think is the perfect 
credit score to venture out and take on entrepreneurship as far as like Airbnbs uh, and Turo? Credit, credit score? I don't think there's a credit score. I think there's a perfect credit, like your profile. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, that your profile should be uh, diverse. You, you know, if you got a car, cool. A couple prim- other primaries, maybe a couple credit cards if you can, you know, a mortgage or, you know, some other trade lines to help build that profile out. I say the profile is always more important than the score. Obviously, you know, you can't have negative stuff in your report, but obviously that profile is always going to be more important than the score. Because, we'll, like I tell you all the time, I'll see people with a 650 score that have 10 to 12 different accounts on their credit report. And somebody who has a 750 only got two accounts, and the person with 650 is able to acquire more funding or acquire or to be able to do more things from a banking perspective. Uh, than the person with the 750, just because their profile is thicker, so they don't look as much of a risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, can you um, enlighten us on some things that you have done um, as far as, like, entrepreneurship um, that has, you know, bought you revenues of income, like different ways of making yeah, money? Yeah. So. Um, a big thing for me, obviously, Er spoke on the trade, and that was the first like entrepreneurial thing I got into because I was still working while I was doing that. Um, and I just, you know, I saw other people being very successful. And so I was like, you know, that's going to be something that I uh, venture off into. So upon being successful in that, that brought um, a lot of capital, right? But what, what tends to happen when people have one successful capital, they're like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. That's the first thing people say. And what I tell somebody is if you only have one stream of income, you you literally just one mistake away from being the same way you were if you got fired from that job. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. Um, I did venture off into, obviously, short-term rentals with the, with the Airbnb stuff. Did that for a little while. Got into uh, uh, the Section 8 space um, as well. Um, and then from there, got into the credit space. And, and that's kind of how – what's up, man? That's kind of how – yep. That's kind of how – you know, I, I started to develop the multiple streams, but it was one thing at a time. And I think that's an issue for a lot of people. I'll just go in and ship you Oh, yeah, you probably right here. So I think that's an issue for a lot of people. They try to, they want to do Airbnb, Turo, um, start a business and do four or five different things at once. And I tell people all the time, the money's not going nowhere. Perfect the skill first. So pick one, start with one, get good at that, get a constant uh, flow of income as well as, a, you know, stream of um stream a stream process for that business then move on to the next thing so now you don't have to worry about that thing breaking down and have a consistent flow of passive income and then you can move on to the next thing if someone wanted to um delve into um Turo or airbnb which would you tell them to start with first if they if they want uh, advice it depends it depends on what they like some people like cars Right, so a lot of people who like cars do tend to start with Turo first. Me personally, I, I'm more of a I'll, I'm more on, on the Airbnb side just because Airbnb is not the only platform. Right, you got Booking.com, you got Hotels.com, and they even have stuff on there that's not just hotels. Right, you got VRBO. It's a lot of different platforms. You can create your own platform or own website. So it's a lot of different platforms that these you know people can use you know for these um, not just short term rentals or leases or your own your own crib. Um, so that's just me personally. I would go the STR route. Uh, you got the Section Eight. You got the government assistance. Um, you got, you know, this this home veterans. Um, so it's a lot of different programs out there in the route that you can go to get passive income. That's going to hit your bank account every single month, especially when it's coming from the government. Uh, when it comes to uh, rentals, so that's just me personally. Got you. I see. 
what are like some of the common like things you have to look out for when it comes to investments? Like, uh, what I tell people all the time is uh, shiny object syndrome. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, as let's just say I'm a first time investor, most people. Look, uh, fall victim to that, they'll go out and see somebody that has X, Y, and Z, or they, they might have a, a Benz or a Wraith, or you know, a, a, you know, they got the Rolex or they got different stuff, and people become they start falling victim to shiny object syndrome, and that person might not even know nothing, right? As far as you going into learning from them about investing, or then you might have somebody who don't do none of that, might be a millionaire as well, but because they didn't present it to you in that way you might be deterred to go to the other person. So I would say, number one, shiny object syndrome. Number two, greed, right? The biggest thing with the greed, I, I see it all the time. I'll see people who, you know, jump into entrepreneurship, start asking certain questions. Like I had, a, you know, for instance, I had a guy that reached out to me and said, hey, JJ, uh, I'm, you know, I'm starting this business. Uh, this is what I want to do. And I'm like, he's like, what you think about this? I'm like, okay, cool. But the biggest thing he said was, I'm going to start this and I'm going to quit my job. And I said, why would you do that? This business hasn't made any money yet, but you're thinking about how much the business could make that you're going to quit your job immediately and you don't have a safety net. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, those are those are two common pitfalls and two, two of the biggest things I say look out for and just understand, do you have a plan? Most people who create a business, they don't have a business plan. They don't have a strategic plan on how they're going to grow that business. You know, if people say, oh, I'm going to take a leap of faith. Yeah, that's fine. But faith without works is dead. You see what I'm saying? So right. those are some of the biggest things I think when it comes to investing. Okay, so my name is Maria. Um, I'm just sitting in, kind of like a guest as well. Okay. So hey, how you doing? So let's rewind this back a little bit, going back um, to what Earth said in reference to investing. Investing huh? is so wide range; it can be right. scary. Just looking right. at it, um, you know, being your first time. You don't know what to invest in. Walmart, right. Bitcoin, McDonald's, um, Apple. So when you're a first-timer, you're a baby, what would be a couple of tips to try to narrow that down um, to make someone more comfortable or at ease when you want to step out and use what you've saved and feel comfortable with going out on a limb when it comes to starting to invest? Right. So the, the biggest thing you said is understanding. Well, the biggest thing there is understanding how, what type of what type of investments do you want to make. You said you spoke on Bitcoin. You spoke on, you know, a couple of different things. Uh, I tell people all the time if there's a certain thing that I tell people all the time, and this is just this is just me personally, and this helped me invest in things that you're interested in. Don't try to go for the money maker. Go for things you're interested in because you're going to be the one responsible for doing that that research behind that. Right. People hit me up all the time. Like, hey, what's some good stocks to invest in? I'm like, well, what do you like? They're like, OK, well, I like this, this, this and this. I'm like, OK, well, look up companies who are big in those areas. Because the, the research you're going to have to do in those areas is going to be now fun to you because this is an area you're interested in rather than somebody saying, oh, I'm going to just invest in this because I know it's a big time company. OK, cool. There's nothing wrong with that. You see what I'm saying, Maria? Does that make sense? Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. So, again, just to put myself at ease or someone who feel like, oh, I'm so new to this, what do I do next? But like you said, you want to something that you're interested in, keep it fun. Um, but what if you start to see something go down or now all of a sudden uh, the numbers are not up, you're starting to lose dollars, what do you say? Do you hold steady, steadfast, or do you pull out? What do you... What kind of advice do you give in, in that reference? 
So in that reference, it's kind of it's kind of gonna be a research piece. Why the dollars? Why why the dollars going down? Or why is it fluctuating? Right? Did was there a structure change in that business where they bought out? Did the CFO get caught doing something? It's a lot of it's a lot of different variables there. But another big thing with that is you can find a mentor who teaches in that that current space. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Like if I want to learn trading, I'm gonna go find a trading mentor. If I want to learn about Airbnb, I will find somebody who's did an Airbnb. Not just shiny object syndrome. Right, because they have these things. Let me go make sure that if I'm gonna take their course or if I'm gonna buy their mentorship, that it has some type of stuff, substance. So looking at reviews, reaching out to somebody I might see who said, "Hey, I've taken this person's mentorship." You know what I'm saying? Things like that. Like I've done that before. I take somebody's course, I might go to their, you know, go to their social media and look, look in the comments, find somebody who said they took the course and message them, "Hey, I just had a couple of courses about the course before I purchased." Mm-hmm. Right. So now I'm doing my due diligence to make sure this course has the substance that I'm looking for. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I think that's I think that's another good area. And then a lot of people have like um like groups on Telegram, Discord, and things where they offer free information or they have like study groups when it comes to different things. Those things obviously will come with your research and just find them. But it's a lot of it's a lot of information out there. Sounds like it. I've never heard of the study group, so that's something good to know. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Um and this this platform mix it up. We we literally mix it up. We have all kind of questions, all kind of guests. Sure. One of the things is when you're dating someone and getting to know someone, a lot of people feel like knowing that individual's credit score is is vital. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's too personal? Like I I think off the I think off the like immediately, no. That's not a that's not a question you ask. But I will say, once you guys are starting to get serious, you, that's a question you ask. But I feel like a lot of times, like, when you're getting three months in, four months, five, six months in, you're starting to see that person's tendencies and their their spending habits or, you know, do they invest, or, you know, those different types of things. So you can you can kind of feel those things out prior to prior to that happening. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's, it's definitely a concern three, four months with dating that individual right 100% okay okay and let's say a young lady from your aspect let's say you know her credit is 600 anywhere between 500 to like 650 what would that stop you from wanting to get to know this young lady would you want to dig deeper like how should somebody Um, handle that for me me personally uh, that's not an issue because that can be fixed. But w- w- again, what's your mindset like? Are you open? Are you open to investment? Are you simple-minded? Well, not simple-minded. Are you closed-minded? Right. Those are big things. Are you closed-minded? What w- what type of things are you already interested in? Are you open to learning? Because if we be honest, a lot of people take you know they, a lot of people don't take criticism well. So I could say mm-hmm. something that might hurt her feelings, mm-hmm. and I I didn't even mean it like that, but I might have just been asking the question and she didn't take it well. Right, so a lot of people don't like to be held accountable. Right, number one, a lot of people don't like to be held accountable. So mm-hmm. I look at, you know, that can can I give you some constructive criticism and you take it the right way rather than taking it as an attack because it's not an attack. I might just be asking a question or I might be making an observation. Understandable. Good stuff. Good stuff. With that being said, with our, how are you with your dating journey right now? Are you? dating are you single are you um in a relationship and before you answer that um how do you feel 
building uh, a business with someone that you're not engaged to or even married to, is that, in your opinion, a good look, to build something prior to marriage? I know that was No, I'm not. No, yeah, two-part question. Uh, The first part, no, I'm I'm single. I've been on a few dates, but I'm kind of focused on, uh, you know, just building building right now so you know if i meet somebody okay cool if i don't then that's fine as well uh the second piece you said about being running a business with somebody you're not dating you're not married to you're you're exclusively dating them you're in a relationship but y'all are not married i don't see an issue with it i think the conversation needs to be had though hey in the event that this this relationship doesn't work are we still going to do business together yes or no and if if you know obviously some people oh yeah we still can but then you know sometimes relationships end in bad terms and if it ends on a bad term what's our what's our exit plan do i buy you out of your percentage of the company Mm. or do we just stop working together or do i just say hey you can take this but most people's not if it's a if it's a profitable business nobody in their right mind is going to say hey you just had a business right nobody so maybe like a a contract uh, yeah operating i think it would have to be an operating agreement um you know because it's, it's a lot of factors that variable into that because you might come into the business with the capital and he might have the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Or he might have the capital and she has the idea. So at that point, it's still like a 50-50 thing. So. You ever did it, man? You ever went into business with a mate? No. Uh, I don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> I was always taught um, to not do that. So. Gotcha. That can get sticky. So I've never, I've never went into business with a man. I feel you, man. Maybe when I'm married, then I'll have that conversation. But as long as I'm just dating, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And in in closing, um, is there anything that you want the listeners to know um, about your brand um, to like kind of enlighten them and sharpen their insights? And also, um, please leave your social media um, contact as well to where they can reach out to you. Uh, okay. The biggest thing for me, um, I would just say, uh, as far as my brand, my brand is, like I said, around understanding that you have the, my brand is the solution to poverty. So understand that you have the solution to poverty, right? Mm-hmm. And each and every person on this call, if you have it, if you have the, um, if you have the idea, turn it, turn it into a business, right? I look at it like this. I rather start a business and it fails than to never, uh, ever start the business and I fail. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of times people get afraid. So just to the listeners out there, if you got an idea, if you got a business that you want to start, do the research that you need to do it, man. Go out and go out and do it. I don't care if you 15, 25, 35, 45, 55. Uh, every single day that you wake up is another opportunity to to do what you want to do, especially when it comes to business. So I think I just think a lot of times people. Um, especially people that, you know, minorities, they get discouraged because they're not where they want to be or they planned things to be a certain way and it didn't go as planned. And then, you know, now they're, they're discouraged. So uh, a wise man once told me um, someone richer than me, I mean, someone who makes more money than me will never, ever uh, downplay my business. And I think that was a, I think that was something that helped me because a lot of times we, we as people value what our mom say what our grandma say what our friends say and it's like a lot of times not, no disrespect but I, some of our parents don't have businesses some of our uh friends don't have businesses and it's the reason why god gave you the vision that he gave you so mm-hmm. 
Hey man, it was good chopping it up with you. Good chopping it up with y'all too. I appreciate the invite. Um, for as far as the social media, I'm on Instagram at the T H E Real R E A L Jamari J A M A R E E. Last name James J A M E S one underscore. There's a lot of fake pages out there, um, so please do not get scammed. I'll never message you and ask you about money, Bitcoin, none of that stuff. I don't do. Uh, I don't do all that stuff. All right, to our listeners, y'all heard it from our special guest, Jamari James, a.k.a. Mr. Sue That Ass. He dropped some gems today. I hope y'all um, had your notebook and pen out, and um, we're, we're rapping. Peace and love. All right, it's time for the Mix It Up question of the day. It reads, so I've been dating a guy for about four months. We have recently become exclusive. The issue is... I'm Christian, and he's Muslim, and he wants me to convert to Islam. He said he loves me for who I am and not a follower. He must encourage me to convert and see the ways of Muhammad. I have been considering it since he's a good man, and I do see a future with him. He also wants marriage and children. I'm 35 and can't, and can't wait for forever to marry. He's 41 and has a good job and no children. He's tall and handsome and believes in being a provider. He also hasn't pressured me to be intimate. He said he would only have one wife and believes in being faithful. I am thinking I'll do some research first to see what I think. Have any of you ladies converted for a man? Would you like and grow to learn and see a future with? Mm. Okay. Um, this is a good question of the day, actually. Um, my personal choice um I would never and I know they say never say never I would never convert my um Christianity to someone else um belief or religion or so but I say do what's best you know for you but you have to be comfortable in that it's it's layers to it I would never be comfortable so is that like a first date deal breaker like you find that out first date you cut it off immediately um we friend zone Gotcha. So you let them know that off the rip, though. Yes, absolutely. Gotcha. That's heavy. That's heavy. Okay, that is heavy, but I would say it depends on the denomination, because not all denominations have the levels that Muslim has behind it. You have to change your address. You have to. Kind of prayers six, seven, eight, twelve, fifteen times a day. It's levels to that. I mean, of course, if you're a Christian, even without saying that I'm Christian, everyone has to follow some higher power because we didn't get here by <laughs> no means of ourselves. But again, I think it has to go with the denomination. So I would compromise. It just depends. So it's a depending factor for me. So Maria's open. Okay. Uh, trail with production. What, what's your take on this? <laughs> nope. Nope. And and why is that? Why is it a, a no for you? Well, you know I me. Mean? I got to break down the whole thing. Break it down then. So four months. Nah. Just can't do it. I, it's a lot of stuff I can't do in four months in a relationship. And converting my Christianity to Muslim. Nah, I can't do that. He says that. He, she said that he's not 
he don't want her. I mean, he want her to, but he's not pressuring her. Technically, he is. If it's coming up as a question, he's pressuring her and keep doing it. But I mean, of course, he's a good man now. He's trying to get what he want. Mm. If he really love you, or want to be with you, you gonna accept you for who you are. You gonna accept him for who he is. Do you think uh, two uh, individuals that that are officially together? Do you think that they can uh, coincide? And be in a relationship with two different religions. Yeah, she just can't cook pork. But not <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no swine today for Sunday yeah. dinner. Well, uh, <laughs> I had all ready. I was waiting. You was ready. You was ready. <laughs> but yeah, it's possible. Um, I feel like if you love a person, the same way Miss Maria says, she'll come. I got your name right. <laughs> she said, she'll compromise. So then you got to compromise also and let it be known, hey, we believe in two different things, mm-hmm. but the common goal is to love each other. Okay. Your, now, if your religion teaches you how to love, mm-hmm. then maybe no, you can't. Really? Because if your religion teaches you how to love and your, my religion teaches me how to love, it may teach you two totally different things. I think that's the... Every re- every like positive religion. As long as they don't religion. conflict, they should be good, though. Yeah, right. as long as they the religion right. is supposed to teach you and what you believe in, like she said, a higher power. Right. Not how, you're supposed to already know how to treat a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it should not conflict on that end, but. Right, but all religions, as I think we should all agree, teaches us that we should love everyone. Exactly. So, that's why it should not conflict. Right. That, that, that's exactly right. So, But, again, so why Let's can't, just bring it back to this question. So my question is this. Why can't he convert over? Mm. Why she got to convert? And that's why I that's say that. Mus- that's why I say bring it back to this Muslim thing. <laughs> Muslim men and just Muslim that. It's levels to that. Now you're because now with that, you if you if he accepts her and she, and she does not convert over, he's going to have to now think, am I going to remove myself from my family? Because when they are Muslim, they now want to have almost like a blended family. You know how here in the States, we get married, we have our own family, and then now our present family becomes our extended family? They don't really do that in other countries. They all live together. But if she's 35, mm-hmm. so 35 years, she have her beliefs. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to give up my beliefs for him? Right. So that's so, why I said he may have to make the sacrifice. I may need to remove myself from my present family and they go off and be on their own. But that's why I say Muslim, they is levels to that. And Muslim men and Muslim men are really very alpha. Not, very alpha. Mm-hmm, they really do not like remove and like oh well, I will do this. Yeah, I'm gonna t- like you said, I'm gonna tell you this in the beginning, but that's really not how it is. And my thing is this. It goes back to another question that we had. I can't remember exactly which one. But, well, what I'm finna say, I'll say it then. But if you convert now, what else is he gonna want you to do later on that's throwing you any pressure that you gotta do it because of the relationship? Mm-hmm. You have to set your standards at the beginning. That's that's how I feel. He said his tone clearly. She's the one that's, you know, uh, I don't wanna say baffled, but she it, it's she, she's she, taken aback. She's taken aback by this. She is. She, she is being open, which we, we should all be open to a certain extent, but then it should be compromised. At the end of the day, it seems that he's not willing to compromise. Exactly. So and if he's not willing it. to compromise, that tells me he ain't going to compromise on nothing else. Agreed. Oh, yeah, he's sticking with that. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. mm-hmm. 
and she's she's willing to do the research. So, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm thinking about doing some research. She's contemplating it. Um, so what's going advice. on for four months that she just now? <laughs> hey, like like I said every Sunday, if you got to ask a question about it, you already know the answer. What was going on for four <laughs> months? Me personally, I think that fourth month you really get a sense of that person, you know. She read the Harvey book. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get you, Trail. No, but I'm just saying, people are more comfortable after that third month. Like, if they're putting on a show, a facade, that's going to stop. Not really. Well, some people are not able to keep it up if that's what they're doing. Right, right. But Trail disagrees. If you're genuine, you you should not be doing that in the beginning anyway. right. So I'm. I, I just think. I just, month, what? Go ahead. Just Muslim, Muslim have certain practices that's like like he really about this. Yeah. And he gonna want me to <laughs> come on to this side. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. It, so it's really no compromising. Mm-hmm. Like she either do it or they they separate. Mm-hmm. I agree. So sis, I, I you know it, it it's my advice would be to her with the decision that you make. Just be comfortable in that decision, whichever way it goes. She's not comfortable with becoming Muslim because she wouldn't ask us this question. Exactly. So that's my. <laughs> so we, we already know that. That's my advice to her. Just you be okay with the decision that you make. Don't feel pressured. Although you said that he's not pressuring you, you be okay with it. Because love is, man, love will make you do some crazy things. Love will make you do some things that you don't even want to do because you just, yeah. So that's, that's, it's a no for me, but sis, be comfortable in that decision. Hey. Don't do it. Hold up before you end it. (laughs) 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 Maria said they pray multiple times a day. I'm going to ask you one question. How many times you pray already in a day? (laughs) Because if it's one or none, don't do it. (laughs) Right, right. You definitely have to. uh, You should pray multiple times a day and be thankful. Multiple times a day. I do twice. They have a formal type of prayer. Can can you get up off your knees, man? Yeah, Yeah, roll out that mat. That's why I said, can can you get up off that floor off your knees? (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Wait a minute. Does she still have Megan knees? How old is she again? Like, That's holding yourself up. She's 35. She's 35. If she get on her knees, can can you get up? Several times Do you like to eat pork? Look, you got to give it. It's a the, lot. And that bacon got to go. Yeah. Those good old pork skins got to See, go. See, it'll make me mad for you already. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, Irv, you know, what advice do you have for her? Oh, no. Nah, she ain't about that life because he's questioning it. Yeah. She's not ready to dedicate herself to that religion. Maria? She's already, like Irv said, not embracing it. She's not wanting to know about the religion. She's not asking how many times I got to roll out this mat. <laughs> so it's a no. And Trail, you said nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sis, that's a no from the panel. Uh, next question of the day. All right, let's go. Dated a high-value man for a month and a half. Mm. We both stated marriage minded two-year line as the initial conversation he took me on five nice dates brought a christmas gift we brung in the new year together and had sex okay early i know three weeks later he breaks it off Mm. and he couldn't give me the time i deserved with his busy schedule i feel some type of way because in the beginning he was so forward with dates doing things for me always extending and helping out in just a short time then boom breaks it off <laughs> maybe two days before the break off he says he has heart failure but said it in a roundabout way what 
Okay. Okay. At that time, I did think it, think it over, and was able to deal with it. All in all, I feel played. As she should. Uh, who wants to? comment on this one first. It's, it's too much to unpack here. It's you hit too... her with heart problems. Can I? Can I go? Please, can I go? Trail, go please. Ahead, go ahead, go I got ahead. one question. Er, she what? What? What she is? Wait, 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 wait. No, it ain't. In, it ain't in what you read. What she is? It's the word you came up with the other Sunday. Oh no, God. no, no, I don't think. I don't think it's this one. Yeah, she, she that too. What? What, what is you it? You said I'm gonna tell you what. Go ahead. Well, the what? word was digmatized. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I don't think. I don't he think. didn't I don't give think her enough time to be digmatized. I'm gonna elaborate on her. He didn't give her enough time to be digmatized. He got the cookie and ran. All in all, I feel played, ma'am. Don't feel you are. You are playing. He may have given her time while he was on vacation. They may have been doing it back to back. He just sampled and didn't want. That's no, what I think. He might have liked, but he didn't want a relationship. He took you on these dates because you know how you say, I don't make him wait. So he waited. I don't think it's about that in this one. I think she was like, she was dating a high value man. She was getting used to it. You know what I mean? Enjoying the presence of being a, dating a high value man. I just think he probably just was like, I'm cool with this. And just yeah. stop. I, I don't mm. think he wanted it from the start. Yeah. If he had high This may be his MO. This may be something that he does. Uh, it, it may not be his MO. He might just didn't want her. That too. But he may do this from time to time. Yeah. He may have been on vacation. Now he busy again. He may be on to <laughs> the next. His heart feeling. That, <laughs> Listen, he going to end up with a heart uh, attack. He keep lying on his health. But yeah, that was funny. It's you know what it could be multiple things with this situation. Like Maria said, it could be his mo. Like this is something that he does—a serial dater, get what he want and move on to the next female. That's what I think. It could be you know the sex was absolutely horrible, and it's like nah, wow. you know. <laughs> I had to hit the button. I'm just saying it's multiple ways of looking at that. Yeah. Maybe she came on stronger after the encounter, and he's like, wait a minute, this is too much. I'm sure that happened, too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's yes. so many factors with it. Mm. And you said earlier, I know. Yeah. Mm. Oh, she knows what she was doing. Exactly. She didn't. I don't know. Exactly what is her question? Did y'all kiss on at, at New Year's at 12 o'clock? Cause... Yeah, it sounds she's just expressing herself. She didn't ask <laughs> Oh, they definitely kiss because she got a Christmas gift. That don't mean nothing. He oh, did, she definitely. He might got a wife or something. He just had to keep her quiet. That too. Mm -hmm. It could have been a Benita Jolene situation. Possibly. Episode one. Mm -hmm. That right there. Mm -hmm. You know, this I just know he had to cut it off and he did. So it was like. Basically. I mean, okay. what else? Well, he got the licky. Hmm. So are you digmatized? <laughs> She's definitely not digmatized. He didn't give her a chance to. But I say, sis, okay, so you did, you, you know, he wined and dined you. You got that Christmas gift that you wanted. Take that and and run with it. So her you know question is, like, did she get played? Yeah, she definitely got played. You got, yeah, you got played. But she did get something out of it. Not, you know what I'm saying? Not really. She what? didn't get played because we don't know why he left. We don't know really why he left. Because like you said, what if he didn't like the sex? Yeah. So he knew the relationship ain't going to work. So she didn't really get played. And there's other things besides he, sex he might not exactly. like. Exactly. So he might have liked certain things and certain things he didn't. So... Agreed. Just looking at it, yeah, it looked like she got played, but until we know the facts of why he left. Yeah, I changed my answer immediately. He might just have <laughs> sampled what but he, it could have been. But he broke it off, though. Like, but we don't know like why it. he broke it off. Now, if he just said, I don't want to talk to you no more, then, yeah, you got played. But we don't know the real reason. True, but it just seems I mean, to me really like... don't have to have a reason. No, no, we're trying to figure out did she get played or not. 
She did. Nah, not really. I mean, in a that's case, what I said. In a way, not in my opinion, she didn't. Why do you feel you got played? Y'all really did not mutually commit to anything. Y'all really what was out here gallivanting? Sound like she going could. out. Y'all was chilling. In her mind, she so why did you? Why do you really feel like you got played? But I don't feel like she got played until I can figure out. She's saying because because sex involved. I'm just gonna be real, and she was getting gifts. That's why she feel that way. But <laughs> sex and gifts, okay? Yeah, no, because so let's just be real about it. In general speaking, with women, y'all are more emotional than men. So once the sex get involved, once she getting gifts, she getting winding down. So she feel like I'm the one. Mm-hmm. She's and probably only saying she said sex, whatever I know. No, only but because she's saying that. So I'm no, I'm talking, about the, I'm talking about the gifts. I'm talking about the gifts and the dates and the brain. So she getting winding down. Mm-hmm. So she was so, comfortable. Yeah, she was yeah, fine. exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So in her mind, it might have been a relationship, like Irv said, or I think. Okay, it might be well, you somebody. need to go back and reevaluate your mental. Exactly. But mm-hmm. that's why I say you can't say she got played. But then I don't feel like she did. And then again, we don't even know why he stopped talking to her. He might have said, hey, you coming on too strong. Back up. Mm-hmm. She ain't telling everything. That's the only thing that didn't happen. He didn't communicate while he stopped talking. Why he right. stopped yeah, talking. Yeah, you know, so. You're right. And, we, and like you said, we don't know his part. But at the end of the day, she need to read. Now, if his mindset was once I get what I want, I'm gone, then yeah, she got played. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that. Yeah. So that's information that we'll, we'll never really discover. We'll never know. No, you got some reels out here to tell you. Hey, I got what I wanted. That's, that was it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and he might have told her that. And she just didn't want, she didn't want us to know that she got played. She's <laughs> that information, true. But at the end of the day, whatever you get into, you got be, you have to be ready for what may or may not come afterwards. And if it does turn out not in your favor, reevaluate and move on. Exactly. Right. I definitely, I, I never like to tell a female in this situation that it's an L. I say take it as a learning experience. I don't look, yeah, I don't look at anything as an L. Yeah. So. But, I mean, she could. She could be like, I lost out. You know what I'm saying? What like, did you lose out on? Exactly. He made, he, she now, clearly now it's was like not she in a make believe She in a make-believe relationship now if she's feeling like that. Right. You. He clearly was not good for you. So reevaluate Right. move on. But it's mindset. She clearly thought everything was going well. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that she might need closure, closure that she may not get. But if, if somebody thinking everything is, is copacetic, and then boom, she said boom. And it could have been. But once again, we don't know if he may say, hey, back off just a little bit. Right. Or I need some time to think this or that. We don't know. Right. We're just going off what she, what she gave. Right, right, right. And that's all we can do. So, I guess with this question of the day, it's just heal, girl. Just it's heal. Okay. Next. Right. Woo, woo, Yeah, that's <laughs> somebody give some more Christmas. Just got to let it go. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> it's hey. all right. We live. We learn. It was fun while it lasted. It. You, got, <laughs> okay. you got eight more months to get ready for Christmas, but find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot with Trill. So, listen, Herb, if anyone have, like, a heartfelt question, something that they just want to know from us at Mix It Up Podcast, where... Hey, be sure you hit us up. Mix it up podcast SC at Gmail. Or hit us up on social media, Mix It Up Podcast. We got your back.